Good morning and welcome to Prayers for Your Day. This is Danita and today is Friday. Hallelujah. Thank God it's Friday, December the 17th, 2021. As always, we give thanks to God for each other because of what he is doing in our lives and in the lives of our loved ones, the people, places, and things that he has divinely connected us to for such a time as this. We have to know that this is our time. We have to know that this is our season. We are on day number 17, y'all. Can y'all believe it? Glory be to God. We have been spending 31 minutes with the Father each and every day, and we will continue that until December the 31st. So we thank God that he has dropped in our spirits to press in a little bit further to spend time with him, to get to know him, to soak in his presence, to get wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, not only for the day and the days that we are facing and for protection, amen, not only for the days and the days that we are facing, but also for 2022. See, when we are faithful to God, he is faithful to us. And when we are unfaithful to God, he still remains faithful to us. What a mighty God we serve. On Fridays, you know, we do things a little bit differently where we just kind of talk about the word. We do that sometimes during the week depending on how the Holy Spirit leads. Uh, And sometimes it's depending on how much I want to talk to y'all. But, uh Today, this morning, in in my personal time, I was up, I I put on my prophetic music, and, you know, I set my clock because I want to be diligent to the time. Um, And so I have to, again, bind the spirit of distraction because as soon as I wake up, once I get up out of the bed and I, you know, get down on my knees because for me, and again, it's a personal thing, y'all, it's a personal thing. I'm going to say that again. It's a personal thing. So you may spend your 31 minutes sitting up, you know, sitting on the couch. Somebody else may spend their 31 minutes walking outside talking to God. So, you know, somebody else might spend their 31 minutes, you know, on their knees. It doesn't have to look the same. And the reason why I stress things like that is because, Religion says it has to look like this, it has to look like this, it has to look like this. What I'm trying to do is to give you uh, examples from the Bible that says that how we enter in into the presence of God does not have to look the same. It didn't look the same then, and it doesn't have to look the same now. The only thing that God requires is that our heart is towards him. The only thing that God requires is that we have a thirst and a hunger after righteousness. The only thing that God requires is that we surrender it all, that we pick up our cross and we walk. And whatever that looks like with the Father, you're his child. I can't tell you what that looks like for you, but I want to provide someone who doesn't know, someone who's beginning their journey, someone who's maybe in a place where they're stagnant, to switch it up a little bit. You know what I mean? Where where you used to 
to find God and, and used to be able to hear God in a way, God may be calling you to a different place. He may be calling you to go up a little a bit higher. He may be calling you to do something different. And I want to stress that. Don't get caught up religion into religion. And I can say that because I was, there was a time in my life where I was so busy trying to be like somebody else, trying to have my relationship with God look like somebody else till I end up hitting and missing and, and I just gave up. Because I thought I wasn't good enough. You know, I thought that what I, I thought there were days when I thought I wasn't good enough. And there were days when I thought that it was, it was just, it was right enough. You know what I mean? But I understand that this relationship, like any relationship, has to be cultivated. Our relationship with God, like any relationship, you know what I mean, is supposed to go deeper. Until, you know, literally I have the mind of Christ and the things that I say and to the things that I do. The only way, you know, it's funny, and I know I'm going off a little bit to, to from the word, but I need to say this. It's funny how, like, when you've been with your partner or your spouse for a long time, people will begin to say, y'all look alike. Y'all look like y'all brother and sister. We ought to get to a point, thank you, Holy Spirit. See, sometimes the Holy Spirit just begins to, to move in that way. We ought to spend enough time with the Father, and our relationship should be at such a place with the Father that that people, when when they encounter us, we are so much like our daddy, we begin to look like the Father. We begin to talk like the Father. We begin to act like the Father. See, people will say that when you've been in a relationship with somebody for so long. You know, even your children, people will say, you look like your mother. You act like your mother. Because through time, through living in the same house, right, you learn the person's character. You learn the person's ways. You just naturally it's not a forced fit. You just naturally begin to pick up their mannerisms, right? And some of that stuff we got to bind, you know what I mean? Because we naturally begin to pick up some of that character of the people we are in relationship with. But God, but God. So how much more if that happens in the natural, come on, how much more if that happens in the natural, can we that we can count on it happening in the spirit? We can count on it happening in the spirit. That the more time we spend with God, the more time we read His Word, the more time we watch. Right in terms of how He deals with situations, from Genesis to Revelation how he ministers to folk from Genesis to Revelation, how much more does he do that for us? We got to take hold of that. We are in relationship with the Father. He is our daddy. He is our creator and our maker. He knows what we have need of before we even ask. And I am so grateful for that. 
I'm so grateful for that. So uh, let's talk about the word, because I done got excited about that right there. Uh, this morning as I was reading the word of God, uh, you know, praying, and, and then I, I, I got into the word of God. I, I said I want to keep my Bible close. You know, I want to keep my Bible close in this time in case God calls me to a particular scripture or a passage. Well, this morning it happened to be in 1 Kings chapter 22 uh, with the story of Ahab and Jehoshaphat. And in that story, um, and, and read that for yourself, Ahab and Jehoshaphat in, y'all, what, what book did I say it was in? Uh, let's see. I was just there. Jesus, help me, Lord. First Kings chapter 22, Ahab and Jehoshaphat. Well, really go back and read 21 because 21 will lead you into the part where God talks about at the end of chapter 22, um, about a, about Ahab. You'll see where Ahab had first humbled himself, and God had changed what Ahab, what what God said he was going to do to Ahab, but he said he wasn't going to do it to Ahab, he was going to do it to Ahab's children instead. See, that's what, that's why we got to know the word, and to know that, that our actions have consequences for our children. If you think I'm telling a lie, look at somebody's bloodline. Look at your own bloodline. See, look at your siblings. See if see if there are some things in the bloodline that never got broken and that have continued to carry on. But that's a whole nother story for a whole nother day. Let's stick to uh, Jehoshaphat and Ahab. Well, in this passage. They were going to to go and and fight, and they wanted to know if they would overtake the. And I can't think of the name. See, that's why I need to be settled when I'm talking about the word. So y'all go back and read it. So I'm going to paraphrase it. They wanted to know basically if they would win, if they would win. And so Jehoshaphat said, "Are there not?" any profit like you know we got to inquire of let's let's inquire of the lord you know so that we know that if we go to battle we're going to win nobody wants to go to battle and lose so he's so they said let's let's inquire of the lord regarding our success well in that he said are there are there not any profit so it ended up being like maybe four hundred prophets, and they and the prophets said that when you when you go to battle, you're gonna win. Surely you'll you'll overtake them. But then Jehovah said, "Is there a prophet of the Lord?" That's why when we pray for the spirit of discernment, and I pray that as often as you can, as often as it as it comes up in your spirit, to pray for the spirit of discernment. Because people will come to you and they will tell you what you want to hear. The Bible said that in the last days, men would have itching ears. <laughs> itching ears. People want to hear what they want to hear. And if you don't tell
them what they want to hear, they'll get upset with you. They'll call you a hater. They'll, they'll tell you you don't know what you're talking about because they desire to hear what they want to hear. You could be telling somebody in all sincerity, if you don't stop what you're doing, you're going to bust hell wide open. Nobody wants to hear that, even though the Bible says it. But one of the things that I'm always clear about when I talk about sin, I said, now that goes for you, me, and everybody else. I always put my, myself in there because I understand, I understand, I truly understand that if there are some things that I don't get right, I'm going to hell right with you. But nonetheless, he said, you know, the prophet, is there a prophet of the Lord? So understanding that everybody that comes to you and tell you what you want to hear, they're not necessarily from God. And so if you don't ask God and if you don't seek God for the spirit of discernment, you can easily be deceived. Don't ever think that you can't be deceived. Don't ever think, uh, as people used to say, don't ever think that you are above reproach. Don't ever think that you can't be fooled. There's no degree. There's no age limit to it. Mm -mm. We can all be deceived and we can all be fooled and we can all be tempted out of our own lust. And that's real. So when the prophet of the Lord came, Ahab said, I don't want this prophet to come because he never he never prophesied anything good, and I'll put that in little air quotes, towards me. <laughs> he never says anything good about me. See, sometimes people will come in your life and they will tell you things that you don't want to hear. We take it as they hate you. We take it as they just don't like us. We take it in a certain type of way when really God is using them. God is using them by sending the spirit of correction and, and, and guidance in us. In this case, it was the spirit of guidance that Ahab didn't want to hear. Ahab didn't want to hear that mess. And so, as as the story continues in chapter 22, Ahab said, basically, well, first of all, when the man when the man of God came, thank you, Holy Spirit. The person who sent for him said to him, now everybody is prophesying that they're going to basically win. The king of Judah and the king of Israel, Ahab and Jehoshaphat. And all the prophets are prophesying basically what they want to hear. And so basically he's telling him, his name starts with the M, he's telling him, now M, when you go, don't start any stuff. You know, don't start any stuff. And then M says, I will only say what the Lord says to me. So he's 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 saying, I'm not going I'm not falling into that. I'm gonna say what God gives me to say. But when he gets in front of Ahab's 
and Jehoshaphat, he does the opposite of what he says to the, to the one who's sitting. He says to them, "Surely y'all gonna y'all gonna win. You go you gonna overtake the enemy." But Jehoshaphat, there's something about the way Ahab said it, or there's something about the discernment that God gave Jehoshaphat, because in that Jehoshaphat said, I've told you a many times to tell me what God has said to you. I believe it was Jehoshaphat. Y'all, it was it was one of them. But basically, I've told you to be truthful when you give me a word. <laughs> See, when you give me a word that comes from God, don't you worry about how it comes out. Don't you worry about if my itchy ears want to hear it. I'm desperate to hear from God. I need a word from God. And so when he releases him to share what really, what thus says the Lord, he's telling them, y'all ain't going to win this. And Ahab, you're going to lose your life. You know, he says, y'all are not going to win this. But what's interesting when you win, when you read chapter 22 for yourself, what's interesting about it is, Ian was telling them basically what he saw in heaven, that God was sitting on the throne. And to the left and, and, and to the right of him, right? God poses the question, so who is going to entice him? <laughs> God poses the question, who is going to entice him? And the spirits, the spirits talk about, a spirit steps forth and said, I will in entice him. And God says, and, and how are you going to do it? And and the spirit, the evil, the evil spirit reveals it. And God says, you will be successful in enticing him. See, back in the end of chapter 21, God knew Ahab's heart. Even though Ahab humbled himself and and God said kind of you know okay so this is this is what I'm going to do and God said I'm not going to allow it to happen now but I know Ahab so when it happens again this is how I'm going to deal with Ahab see when people say God didn't play back then he did this he did that no God didn't play back then but here's the reality. The Bible is not a contradiction of itself. See, God was still a God of grace because he could have cut Ahab down then, but he chose not to. <laughs> he chose not to. See, we serve a God who does whatever it is he pleases. And so even in the Old Testament, when God, when Ahab humbled himself, God acknowledged that, right? But he knew because he knows our hearts. So, see, God knows that when we sitting there and we saying, okay, I'm, I'm not going to do this and I'm not going to do that, God knows if we're going to do it. 
he knows we might confu- we, we might are able to fool that man or that woman because maybe we want to get with them so we saying what they want to hear <laughs> to get them to hold on a little bit longer see we might fool them but we can never fool God we can never fool God and so when God says yes you'll be successful in in enticing him because I'm going to put a lying tongue in the mouth of the prophet because he knew he knew that Ahab had an itching ear he knew that Ahab would not want to hear really what God was saying instead he knew that Ahab wanted to do what he wanted to do on this weekend, y'all, for real, I need y'all, and I know I, I done told the story in my own way, but I need y'all to go back and read First Kings 21 and 22, Ahab and Jehoshaphat. That story really begins in 22. And I want you to think about the time where people tried to, where you had an itching ear and you were looking for people that would only come in agreement with your foolishness and with my foolishness. Amen. It ain't just with your foolishness. I'm talking to me too, (laughs) y'all. Where we look for people who come in agreement with our foolishness. And we keep asking and we keep asking and we keep asking until we think we get what we want to hear. Once you do that, I want you to really allow this story, read it again and again and again and again. Really allow this story to get into your spirit. And then I want you to ask yourself, what is God saying about you? What is God saying about you? Is God saying go ahead and in you know entice you know Danita you will have you know you will be successful. What is God saying about you? What is he saying? about you. I want you to think about that. I want you to meditate on that. And I want you to pray about it. I want God. And you know, this is not the first time. When we read the book of Job, I want to say this. When we read the book of Job, you know, we said God you know, when we read the book of Job, we know that God allows it. The enemy was walking, you know, to and fro. And and he went after Job. God gave him permission. Here God said, you will be successful. Whereas God said, have you considered my servant Job? Because God knew what was in Job's heart. God also knew what was in Ahab. 
what is in your heart, people of God? As we enter into this second half of these 31 days, ask God to reveal what's in your heart so that you're not deceived and so that you and I are not walking away saying things that really don't align with our heart. I love you all. Have an awesome day. I know I went a little bit over, um, but I do. I sincerely love you all, and I thank you all so much for just listening, rocking with me, you know, um, believing in me enough and believing in the God in me enough to know I'm not coming to y'all any type of way. I take this prayer thing seriously, seriously. Why? Because the Bible says that effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. I need the prayers that I pray, not only for myself, but for the prayers that you ask me to pray for you. I need, I need them to avail much. I need mountains to be moved. I need the perfect will of God to move in my life. He's got a permissive will, but I desire so strongly his perfect will. Be blessed. Love you all. Bye-bye. Have an awesome weekend. And so when we come back together, 1819, we'll be on day 20, y'all. Woo! Keep it up. Proud of you. Bye-bye.